Soccer fans, this is the People's Pitch Podcast, the official podcast of your best soccer friends, Minneapolis City Soccer Club. Well, maybe we're your soccer worst enemies, whatever. Um, we are pleased to tickle your ears this week. I am your gracious host, John. Joined alongside me, as always, is my FIFA co-op life partner, the Nathan Morales. Nate, I, I feel so odd not talking with you every day like we do in the summer what what's going on man oh man this it's been a it's been a weird week i gotta say you opening the can directly into the microphone was the jarring beginning to the show but uh well, it's yeah, you be, know it's been it's been a while it's gonna be back you're right man it's like uh our lives have changed over the last two months with the end of the season and us being super busy at work i just we just g-chat constantly but this is good to say hello I know. I love, hear, I love hearing your voice. Um, <laughs> so just when you thought we were going to be able to talk about the U.S. Open Cup victory against some team that has a bunch of different names out of Kansas City, fate has stepped in and gifted us with an automatic W. So instead, tonight we talk about the game that could have been and so much more. We won. Well, sort of. We won, I guess. Um, we will cover all things USOC related, and I'm sure the committee will be more than happy to hear what I have to say. <laughs> um, next up for us, we have the Aurora Borealis of the former PLA um, in the next round of the US Open Cup, and we have a player in house. We talked to, um, we talked a little uh, soccer talk with City's Blonde Bomber, the Prince of Stillwater. You know him as Charlie. I call him Chuck, but Charlie Adams is here, folks, um, and he's a great interview. So. Uh, Definitely, definitely a, a good show for us to uh, to get back on the airwaves with. But before we start talking about you know general soccer, talk about us. Um, Nate, FIFA 18 hits stores this week. FIFA yeah. Friday, um, FIFA Friday. We both played the the beta quite a bit, um, and uh, you have early access to uh, you paid for the early access for for the game. Um, so let's just talk about this year's version of our favorite game. We covered 2017 pretty extensively last year, and I got some feedback that it was just a little bit too much. So Impossible. I figured, I know, right? It's freaking nerds. <laughs> just, <laughs> just listen to us talk about FIFA, damn it. But I figured this year we'll we'll listen to the feedback uh, because you know we. we we take criticism well um that maybe uh we each mention one thing about a few different categories uh and then kind of get a special report that you'll provide on this year's <laughs> the journey how's that sound yeah that's good okay so let's dive in with gameplay nate what are your overall thoughts of the gameplay so it's super smooth but it definitely feels slower i think in the past few years fifa has been moving away from like <clears throat> this idea that you're or this gameplay of sprinting constantly um so this year there's a lot of, I don't know, it feels slower. Even sprinting, you, you feel like you're going slow. But somehow the runs are better. So like through passes are way deadlier. And shots can come in a split second and they can just scream. Or counters, they can happen faster than ever. So there's there's definitely like the uh, the pace changes quicker. But that comes at, a, at the cost of overall, it's a slower game. It's interesting you talk about um, passing. So some of you know I've been blessed with testing access to the game for like six years now. And I must say that every year I in my feedback, I talk about passing. And I'm sorry to say, friends, this is not the year where they totally nail it. No. Although um, you talked about the through passes, when you can connect them, they are deadlier. Um, but they've, they've made adjustments to like long throw-ins and crossing has taken a giant step forward. Um, as a major element in the game. Um, but the the most important element in my eyes is passing, and it's just not good. And, like, it pisses me off every single time you point in the right direction, you hold the button down for as long as you want, and the ball goes to a totally different guy. And it's just the advances they took in this game 
to get to where it is today from 1994 when it was just like this weird, you know, like 16-bit soccer game have been immense. And But they can't figure out goddamn passing. Like, I, I cannot <laughs> say it enough. Yeah. Passing. It just – it. I, 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 I won't talk about it anymore, so I don't piss off the fans that don't want to hear about this, but God damn it, FIFA, fix it. <laughs> Especially fix for a guy like you that loves to, to pass. And I talk about this in a sec, but um, we're moving on to graphics, right? I like yeah, the, graphics. the graphics is here. Um, for me, it's the little things. Like FIFA has been coming correct with, with the graphic design over the last couple of years. I think it probably lined up with um, Barclays dropping from the Premier League because that those blocks of color that came to the to the Premier League design FIFA seemed to latch onto and really enjoy. So mm-hmm. I really love the menus. I love the color scheme, everything. Um, but the in-game graphics, the the gameplay graphics are way more realistic. Um, but to me, they can lead to some washed-out colors if the mm-hmm. sun is right, if the lighting is right. Like for instance, I played it as a team with a white away kit against one with a yellow home kit, and it was hard to tell the players apart. Like the the yellow gets washed out in certain sunlight, and uh, suddenly I was confused and I lost. So, <laughs> are you sure that's why you lost? Yes. <laughs> we'll, we'll 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 stick with that. Um, I think you you hit it on the nail. Nate, the 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 players look so freaking real, and, and what seems to be this year's major upgrade is is uh, what they call real time player movements. Yeah, which um, might be why like I feel the game feels slower because they had to program all that stuff in and. You need to be able to see that stuff, right? Um, so they made they made what it must have been a cattle call to like twenty and thirty something millionaires across the globe to to turn up into Toronto where the headquarters are uh, and get hooked up to those weird like ball thingies and a, you know electrodes. Um, they and like I said, they call it real player motion technology, and it's really cool. So basically, what it is it, um, is what it sounds like. The world's stars now look like they do on television. Um, but they've also captured their mannerisms of your favorite players. So when like Messi gets the ball on his favorite left foot and looks to go, kind of go hunting towards goal, it feels real life. Like this tiny little wizard that you see on TV is also the tiny little wizard with the ball um, when, when when you get it in the game. And it truly adds like a real life element to the, the artificial intelligence, I think. Yeah, definitely. So controls. Well, let's talk about. We talked about passing a little yeah, bit. You're I, not a fan wanna... of the passing, but overall the controls are sweet. I think they're incredibly responsive. Um, but it's really punishing if you make a mistake. And I say that the game seems to be encouraging you to do certain things more by punishing you if you do them incorrectly. So they're looking for more over the top passes, which is your favorite. I know instead yeah. of the t- instead of the tiki taki passing that you like, and some of that might be why they never fix the passing. Some of it just might be because they can't they went to anyway so the game feels like over the top passing works better i think slide tackles they're encouraging you to slide tackle a little more take more risks because the stand tackling is is slower and has more of a tendency to miss than it did last year that's just to name a couple yeah i think um i think we're we're, we're pretty aligned here um the, what they call them are, are team styles so like gone are the generic uh, times of just like generic playing styles for all teams where you just pick a formation and maybe you're like attacking or ultra attacking um you can now play um with specific styles to specific teams so like barca and bayern play their kind of tiki tac style um and and when you're using those teams you feel like part of what you see on saturday and sunday when you watch when you watch them on tv yeah Um, it was a really nice ad because those those players respond well and are actually in better positions and i think that from you know kind of getting to this point in our conversation, you can hear from what we've said on the other pieces that it's all kind of aligning together. Um, <clears throat> people are where you should expect them to be, and but you can also adopt these playing styles with your average team. So all the homers out there that think that they can just, that Minnesota United can actually play like a, like a good team on FIFA just because you're good at it, um, you can adopt those those traditional styles of, of you know, more his- storied clubs like Barca and Bayern with Minnesota United, and it does make them a little bit better, um, which I thought was a little bit interesting. Oh, I have to check that out. <laughs> I had no idea. <laughs> it was part of the testing process that I went through. Oh, they, cha- like, give you? Yeah, you had to change a you had to, you had to, you had to change a style of play um, with a lesser team. So um, I believe I, uh, I, was, um, uh, I was the Canaries, and I, I adopted the, uh, the short passing 
style. So um, it, it's interesting. It really is. It, it you can actually you can tell the differences when you when you change the styles because like I said, the players are where they should be, and it feels more real life with the style that you want to play versus just having you know a couple of good players here, a couple of good players there, and <clears throat> lumping the ball forward and uh, and whatnot. So you you can really customize your play um, in in the menus, which is nice. Nice. Um, so favorite feature, man, after everything we've gotten to play, you know, you've been playing for a while. I've been playing for a couple days. I am a career mode guy and I really like this new contract negotiation ability. Like you can delegate if you just want to like try to sign a free agent or if you're trying to sign someone, uh, after you've paid for their transfer, you can delegate your assistant to offer a salary within the range. So you don't have to keep like going back and forth with the dude and like bitching over you know, it's so much better. Um, a, a half a million here or there. It's just, it's just so easy to take care of. Um, but I am worried about the face-to-face negotiation feature for now because I'm. It's it can get real detailed with release clauses. So you get to like customize the signing bonus, and they seem to care about that. Uh, yeah. You know, goal scoring bonuses. Like their agents are feel like real people, and I do not have them. The knowledge of soccer <laughs> contracts enough to like you to like, like soc- a soccer law degree. Yeah, like I cannot fuck game. with that right now. So <laughs> I, I I probably been getting fleeced for every negotiation, but once I get the hang of it, I feel like it would be it would be really cool. Um, you know my my favorite feature. I, I kind of had it in controls, and I, I flip flopped them while we were talking. Um, I really like how the off the ball and out of play player movement has improved, and you kind of mentioned it a little bit as well, like. Although the passing sucks a fat one, again, the players are indeed, like, ready for passes and, like, in the right positions. It's the, it's you know, it's the AI that's failing there. But, like, when you look, you know, in some, some games in the past, you get the ball and you, like, try to, you know, everything's happening so fast. You're trying to figure out who to pass the ball to or you know where you want to pass it to. Now, if you know where you want to pass it to... Nine times out of ten, there's a guy already there or making a run. And so it's it's just gotten better, and it makes it feel a little more lifelike. And I think that's also why it's slowed down, um, because it's really encouraging you to, like, build up, like, real soccer as opposed to just, like, constantly hammering down sprint and, and going fast. It's, yeah. It's, it's challenging you to actually play soccer through a video game. Exactly. So one thing you haven't got a chance to try, John, they didn't give you too much uh, too much opportunity, was the journey. And like mm-hmm. you love the journey, and I do not. I'm not really. That's not my yeah, style. Yeah, I, I do. That's I love. Not why I, I play this game. I love so the campaign were, atmosphere of it. Yeah. So you were excited to hear about this, um, but luckily, my stepson Olin loves the journey. Like he played the, through the journey in 17 so many times. So he has been playing it all day, or at least since he got home from school. He skipped so school today. Love. I've it. got his report. <laughs> he loves it. He thinks the story is so much better. He loves the videos, he calls them. So, like, all the cutscenes are just riveting to him. Um, and he says he's pumped about it because there's not as much playing necessary. That, like, he's there's a greater focus on what's going on in, this, in, in Alex Hunter's life. Which, he, which, is, which is, if that's why you're playing the journey, that's cool. Like, I'm not really that interested in the videos, so I just play, like, games. But, right. You know, that's why I'm into the into the uh, in the career mode because I can just play the games. Um, right. And he, I, you can also there's also really cool customization options. So you can change his haircut and stuff like that. Um, you can choose to there. I won't spoil anything, but it, it he's loving it so far, and uh, it looks really cool. Yeah, I mean, I I like the journey because um, for years all I've played is FIFA, and every now and then I'll throw in like a racing game or like call of duty or something like that. And, and it's just to kind of clean the palette of just playing FIFA all the time. And when they added the journey to it, it was like that, that campaign type mod that I really liked about other games that I play outside of sports games. And then you saw it happen with MLB, the show on PlayStation with their, their kind of player focused career mode. And then NBA 2k picked it up and then FIFA did last year. And, I just thought it was a, a really cool way to kind of sprinkle in a little bit of a story to what is just a traditional, just peer-to-peer sports game. So yeah. I, I, uh, I'm interested in, in diving into that, and probably won't be the first thing I touch, but it'll be a close second. So anyway, FIFA, FIFA 18, get it. 
Yeah, segment over. It. Sorry, segment, haters. Yeah, segment over. All right. Seg- <laughs> the next segment, segment three, I believe, uh, according to our rundown here. Um, Minneapolis City versus the Santa Fe Wanderers. Well, Nate, the last time we spoke about a week ago, I was fully expecting to be recovering from a weekend in my Las Vegas, which is Kansas City. Um, I was supposed to be there uh, to witness the U.S. Open Cup game between Minneapolis City slash Stegman Soccer Club. We'll make, make that little caveat. Um, and the Santa Fe Wanderers. Instead, I stayed home and I built shelves in my workshop. So, oh. so awesome. Thanks a lot. Um, so what – you might be wondering, folks, what happened? So What happened? Yeah, what, what happened? Um, what had happened was um, – for some of you who don't have the opportunity to kind of look under the hood when it comes to this stuff, like I do, um, and you know, like Dan and Sarah and, and, and Nick do, and you know, um, a couple of the other people that are helping us out, like um, like Cole and, and Dan Warner, who are helping us out with the, this year's um, team. So what happened was, is you need to run players through a uh, a process at which you um, through USSF to so the Federation of of clearing. some foreign players um and early indicators are that um one they just didn't have enough players to field a team so okay they they put in for the opportunity to have a team in the tournament paid the fee um put into host like we did um we unfortunately were shoved one right in the the wrong hole and we had to go to kansas city on a (laughs) sunday which we were able to change to a saturday um, but the team itself didn't have enough players, and, and early indicators are that the international clearance that they don't have to go through in the league they play in um, was not familiar to them, and they just didn't have the ability to field a team. So that totally sucks. Um, as far as when we found out, um, we found out uh, about four days beforehand, so not last minute, but when you're talking about traveling and getting a, a, a coach bus and booking hotel rooms and getting guys who had to leave on Friday off of work or guys that work on weekends to clear their schedule. It was kind of a huge fuckus for us because we could have easily hosted and and have a turnkey solution for that because we're well organized. And it just sucks that U.S. soccer is so dysfunctional that they don't recognize <laughs> they that. Don't, they don't give a shit who's organized, John. Right? Like, <laughs> And, you know... Being that this is the second oldest tournament in the world, like, get your shit together. Like, seriously, I, I don't fully blame the Federation on this because the other team was, was a team that, that it was their fault yeah. why, why we didn't play. But you got to have some sort of vetting process. Like, can you actually do this? Like, we're expecting players and fans from, you know, like, with our organization, we'll travel strong with, you know, at least 10 people, right? Not, not to mention family or friends that are in the area that would come to the game that would support us but we're traveling pretty strong and we have to set that up and it's a lot of work from someone like sarah's perspective to have to just like hit reset on that and then like now what kind of thing and and there's a lot of dollars that are that are connected to it for a club like us it it just kind of sucks so that's kind of the skinny folks like don't blame the federation 100 percent but if they had their act together, we would have been hosting, and we've been hosting a team that would would have the ability to field a team one and travel two. So, whatever. Yeah, man. I mean, it's disappointing because I would have liked to see how the new guys looked, but we will get a chance to see them again. Um, <clears throat> Minneapolis City moves on, or Stegman's, I should say, moves on, and we will be playing uh, our old cross PLA friends, the Aurora Borealis. Yeah, um, steamed clams. <laughs> John, ours was not the only fixture that was decided by forfeit. And in fact, it seems to have been an epidemic, especially in our region this last round. Um, Ann Arbor advanced over PLA runner-ups, the Carpathians, um, by forfeit, which is strange because they were they were, they finished in second place in the PLA behind Milwaukee sure. Bavarians. There's a great Cedar Rapids uh, team in, in the PLA. So it's strange that the Carpathians didn't have their shit together enough uh, to, to play but whatever and uh our next opponent also advanced via forfeit aurora borealis so details are still in the works um but we're going to be traveling to aurora illinois uh home of wayne's world the weekend <laughs> of october 21st and 22nd probably playing that sunday afternoon but we're still trying to negotiate that right mm-hmm. yeah 
So let's talk a little bit about Aurora. Um, we never really talked about them much last season because they weren't in our division. They're out, out east, um, but they have moved to the PLA West, which is no longer the PLA anymore after the merger, but, you know, whatever. Um, so they played the PLA West. <laughs> whatever. Soccer's weird, right? Yep. So they played the PLA West this year, um, and they finished 2-1-7. and seven. So two wins, uh, one tie, seven losses. And so it's anyone – I think anyone's guess is as good as mine as far as how they qualified for this tournament with right. a fucking record like that. But, but I'd be willing to bet it was through some wizardry um, – <laughs> that we that we also may have employed who knows uh but this year was the second year that they finished two one and seven uh, after moving from the pla east like i said to the west so instead of last year getting trounced by carpathia and adria and oakland county this year they had the privilege of getting trounced by everyone in our <laughs> old division like the bavarians and cedar rapids and uh and even madison occasionally madison finished four points ahead of them and only uh, the PLA newcomers, the Elgin Pumas, or the Pumas, <laughs> who finished with three points, and heiress-like Grand Rapids Ole with zero points finished lower on the PLA table. And in fact, Grand Rapids Ole did worse than Eris because I think Eris got that one draw. They did. They did. <laughs> one point. So, uh, you know, the P- we, we know the PLA well. We know the, 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 the type of competition uh, that we could have expected out of a top-tier PLA team, and... On paper, this is not a top-tier PLA team. So, that's not to say that they're going to be pushovers. Because we know that uh, they could be adding players as we speak, much like we have. And the Aurora team that we face next month could be very different than the seven-point team that took had taken the field this summer. But, but technically, Nate, they can't be fielding players as we speak. They could have fielded players before we spoke. Right. So. That's a great point. I want to clarify that. <laughs> um, but so so who knows? You know, we right now their website has about um, twelve players, if that, on their on their website featured. Uh, if you go to their roster, you only need eleven, Nate. Yeah, it's true. So maybe maybe they're just the most amazing players in Aurora, Illinois. Maybe we are in for a treat. But either way, we're going to find out October twenty second, John. I will be there. Um, I'm bringing the family. We can't wait. Nice. I will definitely be there as I'm on the coaching staff this year. So, yeah, I can't wait. I was super bummed because I um, not only did I buy a plane ticket to fly to the game because of a work conflict. <laughs> to to Kansas City. To Kansas City that I had to eat. Um, now I have the ability to, um, to to ride the bus with the team to go down to uh, to Illinois. So You have the privilege. Yep. So the logistics <laughs> and the details are still coming, folks. Um, stay tuned. Uh to all things um, city from a social perspective, um, and on our website that'll be uh, that'll be broadcast out as soon as we have anything. You will have it. It's been a while since we chatted a player up on the podcast, but we've got the Prince of Stillwater, Charlie Adams, <laughs> joining us for a bit tonight. So get pumped, people! Uh, Charlie came to us a little over a year ago during our first Open Cup run, and boy, are we glad he did, as he stuck on with us this past summer and is a key part of both our team on and off the field. Chuck, thank you so much for joining us tonight. How are things going, man? Things are going great. Thanks for inviting me in. Anytime. I got I got, I got nothing but time for Charlie Adams. <laughs> the Prince of Stillwater. The Prince of Stillwater. <laughs> Apparently that's your new nickname. Um, so, Charlie, <laughs> how did you exactly fall in with Minneapolis City um, last fall was it literally me just sending you an email as a referral from matt elder introducing myself to you and and like our crazy idea of taking on the u.s soccer in this in this tournament i mean yeah i was playing with the minnesota united reserves and i was playing with a buy in miles and it kind of just ended abruptly with the transition from the nasl to the mls and the reserves were ending and then a buy was telling me he was joining the team, and then all of a sudden I had an email from you, and I obviously, anything to do with soccer, I'm going to join. So excited <laughs> to be a part of it all. The rest is history, right? Exactly. <laughs> so I know quite a bit about you and your soccer background, but perhaps we, uh, we dive into your resume a little bit for, uh, for the folks that uh, only know you as the Prince of Stillwater bombing <laughs> down the, uh, the, uh, the right side of our, of our, uh, our defense. So... As noted, you're a Stillwater native, and you put in some serious work in high school, 
uh, on the pitch for the Ponies, correct, of Stillwater yes, High School? I'm a, I'm a prince and a pony, I guess. <laughs> <laughs> uh, that's, that's awesome. Um, so you were, you, were, uh, you were a two-time All-State selection, uh, All-Midwest region, I, uh, I assume your senior year. Uh, yep, my you senior won, year. You won two conference championships and were uh, the second best-looking bridesmaid coming in third in the state championship uh, your senior year, correct? Correct. That is correct. Fun fact. Fun fact. And then um, <laughs> after uh, being a pony for four successful years, you, you traded that in, um, you know, you traded in the mini horse for Gus the Lion uh, for another successful <laughs> four years at Gustavus Adolphus where um, you were named captain both your junior and senior year. You were mm-hmm. a two-time all-region player, two-time all-Mayak, team rookie of the year, which I presume was your freshman year. Uh, don't want to be I presumptuous. Hope so. yeah. I hope so. <laughs> <laughs> um, you were you were a two-time um, Mayak regular season champ, a two-time Mayak tourney champ, and you uh, represented Gustavus in the NCAA tournament three years out of your four, which is very impressive. Nope. Um, you were also uh, this past season one of four crows um, yourself and Martin named to the starting squad and Goose and Miles on the subs list um, to be recognized um, as the team of the year by the MPL, MPLS, MPSL Northerner um, podcast, uh, sorry, uh, MPSL Northerner blog. Um, and from a coaching perspective, you are currently a member of the staff at Gustavus serving as a graduate assistant. You have a great set of Kennedy hair. And last but not least, you are currently <laughs> undefeated with a lifetime record in the U.S. Open Cup, did I forget anything? <laughs> I think that's 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 everything. That's yeah. everything. Um, any of those things kind of stand out to you from a from an accolade perspective that you really are are proud of? I mean, I don't know. I I just I've kind of just progressed throughout my college soccer career and I guess high school career, just trying to climb the ladder as best as I can and take all my coaches' advice, you know, one step at a time. So I'm just excited to be, you know, on Minneapolis City still playing and. Still getting recognized, and you know, excited to come back for another summer and hopefully get some better results and be in the top two and keep progressing up that ladder. Awesome. Before I let Nate take over for a bit and uh, ask you a few questions, um, tell us a bit about your college selection. What made you choose Gustavus? And before you you answer that, I, I do want to um, note that um, for those of you who are listening that don't have extensive Mayak knowledge. Uh, Gus the Lion has, has had a very long history of being one of the best programs um, in Division Three. correct? It's, yeah, correct. Uh, we're actually, it's our 50th year, so it's nice to be back and be the graduate oh, nice. assistant a part of that. So we also, yeah, we have the current, like, most Mayak um, league championships and then Mayak uh, tournament wins. So it, it does have a nice, illustrious, like, career and being in the Mayak, and I'm proud to be a part of that as an alum and now help coaching out. Nice. nice. Do you live? Do you live down there then, or do you? I I live in uh, Mankato right now, oh, okay. so I, I commute and try to make it to every training that I can, and then I can be a part of. That's cool. So yeah. Charlie, uh, a little bird told me, uh, who may or may not have been your dad, that you lived, <laughs> you lived and played in England for a little bit. Yeah, I. Uh, so my dad's job took us over to England, and uh, I forgot what years, but I was there when I was eighth, ninth, and tenth grade, and so I. Cooked up with a couple teams there, Epson Eagles and Walton Casuals, and did my best to be a part of some, you know, Premier Elite and Premier League. Uh, it's like their level right below Academy and contribute and learn the game of soccer over in uh, where his birth. So the, tell the Casuals, that's a great name for a soccer team. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> it's, it's just Pretty casual. Like, just like hang, hang at the bodega all day and then go play some soccer. Just, just want to play yeah. a little soccer. Just a little days. soccer casually, just... you know, on a Sunday. <laughs> <laughs> so tell, uh, what was that experience like? Like what kind of adjustments did you have to make when you're, when you're all of a sudden you're in a, in a very serious soccer environment, even for you know, a team called the Casuals? And, and like how did that... How did that prepare you for the opposition that you you face this year, like Duluth in particular? Yeah, I mean, I was when I got over there, it was a big culture shock, and I obviously knew I love soccer, but jumping into, because I originally played with Epson Eagles, it was a pretty rough, like, blue-collar team, and kind of scary, obviously, and I knew I loved the game, but it, it definitely was a reality check coming in there and not, like, having the weird, obscure accent and a different style of play and I obviously had my baby face Chuck just stepping onto the field <laughs> trying to fit in and it definitely made me grow up pretty quick but uh it definitely playing Duluth is it kind of brings you back to playing a team basically 
all you know from the United Kingdom and hearing all those accents and it's definitely a different style of play it's very aggressive a lot of tackles and Duluth definitely uh, is the epitome of that. So. Yeah, I mean we talk long we, ball up top to the to a good forward, and then everyone else kicks the shit out of you. I was gonna say we yeah. were talking about like their just physicality and the bullshit that they pull on the field, and it how it gets a reaction out of a lot of our players. But you pretty much keep your cool when you know when you're lining up against them and give as good as you get. Yeah, I mean it's it is kind of like an act. They love making a deal with every ref, every tackle. They try to say, uh, they try to spit stuff into your ear every tackle, saying they're gonna break your legs, and it's just kind of all nonsense. It's all just all this, they're breathing air, and you kind of just have to kick on and go on with it. Because multiple times in England, they would I got called a number of things, and I just had to ignore it and try not to talk my American accent and just keep loving the game and play to the best of my ability. Wow, that's bizarre. <laughs> yeah, it was scary. The first year was definitely, definitely dif- difficult. But then after, after the I had played for a year, the the second and third year I used to get used to it, and you just kind of it becomes second nature. Huh. So when you joined Minneapolis City from the Minnesota United Reserves, was there you know what differences did you find between our club and your and your old club, and was there was there really anything that caught you by surprise? Uh, back in England? No, I'm talking about. Here, like when you joined Minneapolis City, because weren't you? Uh, didn't you say you were the reserves, United Reserves? Yeah, the reserves. Yeah, just the the people that are involved. I feel like being, it was cool to be in that environment and be affiliated kind of with the first team. But joining Minneapolis City, like you said, it's the people's club, and every, you guys felt that like everyone loves each other. Like coming to training is like the best part of my day, and I love you know just just one year with being with everyone. I feel like I'm connected and. I think we all, you know, love each other and want to do the best for one another, and it's just a, it's a good environment to be involved in. How how has this team changed and come together? Speaking of you know loving one another, want to do the best for each other, like how has the team changed and, and really come together from when you joined in in advance of last year's Open Cup up until this year's uh, run? I feel like just the different tests we faced in that PSL this year. I mean just going away and battling and trying to get results. I mean, some of those results when we got it went up all the way to Moorhead and bringing like 13, 14 guys to Sioux Falls. I mean, everyone had to play their best and play within themselves to get a result. And, and when we did get a couple of those results, obviously everyone was pleased with one another. And I feel like we came together more as a unit. And uh, I don't know. It's just fun being with each other now. That's awesome. So yeah. now you're the, you're kind of one of the old guard. And you've got you know five or six new guys joining the team. Tell us, uh, you know, what are your impressions of some of these guys? No, there's definitely a lot more talent added. I mean, Baron Needham was the first one, and he's got tons of speed. I mean, it is it is fun to watch him go after a through ball. Ultra talented, and I think he'll be obviously a good asset. You know, whenever he plays or if he starts, he's a he's a great player. Uh, we added Zach Brown, who I played with in college, and just a phenomenal athlete. We called him a centaur, massive legs, scored clutch goals. <laughs> Just a big player, my act player of the year. I mean, he's, he's got all the accolades that you'd want in a player. Um, I mean, all, all the guys that have just joined, it's just fun. You know, when all the young guys come, we kind of just see what's around the area and put piece together a team. And everyone's, once you get to this age, and you just kind of value every moment you can play at the, the next level. Uh, what, do you think, what do you think it's going to take for this team as it is to make a deeper cup run. You know, we're kind of in uncharted waters here where we're hopefully staring down a an inferior team in our next round, and we could, you know, we could play another two, three games here uh, in this U.S. Open Cup tournament. What, uh, like I said, what, what do you think it's going to take to go a little farther? I mean, I think, uh, like we did in the summer, we, we were a very good possession-oriented team, but we just didn't, I don't know. We didn't get on the score sheet as much as we want to. We didn't have, you know, as much initiative to get into the attack and take chances. And I feel like we've been working really hard in training to go forward and force the issue and take our chances and be a little just more creative in the attack. And I think that will help us. And, you know, last year in the U.S. Open Cup, we had all these chances and we looked the better side, but we all we went all the way to overtime again. You know, we made it hard for ourselves. So I think if we can, you know, be a little more creative in the attacking third and be a little more direct at times as much as it's not pretty. I think we can do a little better, get our result, and, you know, keep going and moving on. Let's hope so. Let's hope so.
I do have uh, one quick question here before we get into the, the, the real fun part of the interview. Um, was I the first <laughs> coach you had that put you at outside back? Because um, <laughs> I know it, it's not your, your favored position, but I, I feel like within our system, whether it was last year in the Open Cup or in, in the, uh, in, you know, in the, throughout the, the summer season, it, it, your abilities um, as a player really fit well in, in, the, uh, in the back. Um, and the NPSL Northerner noted it um, too that that it, when they when they selected you in the in the team of the year, saying that you're the, the diminutive center midfielder turned fullback um, who was key to to our, our team this year, um, a positive presence that was always part of the buildup, uh, as well as looking to overlap and come and sign as an option um, with the pace to recover. And the last piece was a true attacking fullback. So back to my initial question: Was I the first person to ever put you there? I've had bit roles at right back, but never like a full season. So I could say you are the true, the first true coach to to stick me back there and keep me back there. Which I mean, <laughs> to be honest, I'm I'm enjoying it. I I played basically a defensive center mid role my kind of whole life, and I've enjoyed that. You get a lot of the ball, you get to control the game, but you just get a different kind of feel out there. You, you get to attack. I like to defend, and I, I have a decent long ball, so it kind of fits a lot of my attributes, and I've enjoyed it every game. Man, I really broke down those uh, schematics pretty well then, didn't I? <laughs> you did pretty well. Pretty well. <laughs> um, I'm enjoying right, it. Well, well um, now is the time for uh, the, the world-famous Lupient Speed Round. It's been a real hot minute since we did one of these, but uh, I'm, I'm super excited. The Lupient uh, Automotive Speed Round is brought to you by the fine folks at Lupient Automotive. When you pull up to a red light, do people look at you the right way? If not, it's because your car sucks. Stop on down to Golden Valley and let Jimmy Loops and friends help you get into a better ride. Visit lupient.com for all things car. All right, Charlie, so here's how it goes. The speed round is 10 questions. You, um, all right. you, We may not move on to the next one unless you give an answer, so no pressure there. <laughs> Um, no if you, um, there's no lifelines, but, um, if you, if you need to like take a, take a second to stretch or you need to like take a little a water break or something, um, we can do that. Otherwise, uh, uh, I'm ready to dive in when you are. I'm ready. <laughs> I'm ready to dive in head first. Okay. So question number one, what is the third letter in the NATO military phonetic library? Alphabet. Alphabet. Sorry. Charlie. The, Charlie. Okay. Uh, number two, speaking of three things, our third president, Thomas Jefferson, died on the 4th of July, on the same day as our second president. What was the second president's last name? Adams. All right, so nice. uh, hopefully you're picking up the theme there. <laughs> the player, <laughs> I'm enjoying the theme play, right now. Players <laughs> rarely know that the first two yeah. questions are their name. It's so funny. <laughs> <That's good>. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I'm doing all right. all right. I paused for a little bit. <laughs> That's okay. You, you picked it up. Question number three. Um, earlier in the show, we talked a little bit about this being the week where uh, FIFA 18 is released. Who's your go-to team uh, in a FIFA versus match? Now that the Loons are on there, I might have to go with the Loons, but I, I've always been a Manchester United fan, so I would love to try out the new lineup, and with all their success, I'd probably choose Manchester United. I can uh, speak from experience, um, from gameplay already, that uh, you're really going to enjoy it then. So good. Perfect. I'm excited. <laughs> All right, question I got to buy that. <laughs> Big Mac or Whopper? Probably Big Mac. Big Mac. Why? Why, why would you choose the, uh, the Mac? I, just, I haven't been on, I don't know. I haven't been to a Burger King in a while, and I feel like, I feel like they're getting, a lot of them are just going out of business, so I'm going to stick the Big Mac. <laughs> Even not on those lonely rides back to Mankato after training, you don't just <laughs> get a little hankering when you pass the truck stop with a Whopper. That's true. I've done it once or twice. <laughs> yeah. um, okay, so everyone gets one of these in the speed round. It's a would you rather question. Would you rather mm -hmm. be able to quickly move through and breathe in outer space or underwater? Ooh, that is a tough one. I probably would choose underwater since we're already on this earth and going out of space. I don't know what I'd do up there. It'd be cool to just be underwater and see all the fish. And I don't know. That's, that's a tough one actually. Uh, and I know you really like mermaids. So uh. that, Oh yes. I'm a big <laughs> man and mermaid fan. Yeah. yeah. All right. Number, you pinpointed number six, me. 
Number six. What was your best? What What's been your best moment so far as a member of Minneapolis City? I don't know that that for, it was fun just joining you guys and being on the Open Cup squad and it was a big success. You know, just winning that first game, even though we didn't get to contribute or uh, go on to the next round and play and hopefully do better. But uh, it was just fun being around in the locker room, drinking something after the game and putting together a 120 minute performance. And you know, and and we're uh, we're the Asterix 2017 U.S. Open Cup champions. So exactly, there, there's also that. Um, <laughs> number seven. Um, you have what some could call the soccer equivalent to Allen Iverson's killer crossover with the step over move that you do. Um, if you had to give that move a name, what would you call it? The Chazzle Dazzle. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> I feel like you've that already works. you've already thought through that before. That might have been pre planned, I don't know. <laughs> like I just hope that when you go by a guy after beating them on a step over, you just yell Chazzle Dazzle. As you go by them. <laughs> I might have to add that to my repertoire. That, that, might, be, uh, that might be a training ground maneuver. Um, I so, might have to bring that next practice. <laughs> I've asked uh, this question to a, to a few guys, but if you were stranded on an island, what condiment would you want to have with you for the rest of your life? <laughs> that is really tough. Um, mm, I guess just standard ketchup. Just, just standard, standard, standard cat soup. All right, standard cat soup. I mean, what doesn't go well with ketchup? Uh, the the best uh, the best answer was the uh, when we had Doug on, and he immediately before I even finished the question said sweet relish. <laughs> oh, and it was just both of us just barfed. Like what? Like if you're on a desert island, you're nothing you're like, like a hot jar of sweet relish. Oh, if you're on a desert island and you're stranded, you're eating like coconuts and fish. So sweet relish. All right. Hello, I didn't even <laughs> pause. Like that was a natural response. It was. It was. So number nine. What was the first soccer game you remember, either uh, watching in person or maybe on on watching on television? Ooh. I think it. That's the, why I'm a Manchester United fan. I think I watched uh, a Manchester United game. I don't. I could couldn't even tell you was on the field, but I was just so excited to be watching some professional soccer. And it's not the MLS. I thought back in the day, I obviously didn't have high regard for the MLS, and I just thought the English was the starter of soccer. So I, I loved it, and it was nice when I lived over in England. I had season tickets to Fulham, so I got to enjoy a lot of live matches. So a lot of those are near and dear the near and dear the heart. So Clint Dempsey might have been finishing up his career there. Yes, he or- did. When uh, when you when you had tickets? Mm-hmm. Yep, he was. I had to go to the Juventus game where he chipped the uh, Gigi Buffon. <laughs> where oh, he said sweet. it was a where he said it was a cross and clearly. Yeah, it was a cross or, chip. Or, yeah. I I don't know. Everyone erupted <laughs> like it it was meant to be. Yeah. Well, hey, you know, no chance is a bad chance. Exactly. All right, so we are coming to an end here. Number ten. This is the first for the speed round, but we're gonna go ahead and flip the script of it. So uh, Nate and I will will take a guess. Give us two truths and one lie. Oh, yeah. <laughs> okay. All right. Uh, mm-hmm. I got to be clever about this. I mean, you could just be right. casual about it. Okay, so <laughs> I guess I could be casual about it. I was born in Colorado. I have a sister. And... My middle name is David. <laughs> okay, I'm going to let Nate go first. Oh, man. All right. So I think <sighs> no way did your parents name you three totally normal things. <laughs> <laughs> Charles, David, Adams. Like the th- like three super common basically first names. No it's a way. very presidential name. Your, your middle name is not David. It is, it actually. Oh, no. No, no, you narrowed it down for John. So oh, no. <laughs> you were not born in Colorado. I was born in Colorado. So oh! Both oh you have a, do, you, do you have any siblings? I have one brother. <laughs> Damn it. I thought, I thought we really, I really had it there. All right, Charlie, <laughs> you made it, man. Thank you so much for joining us tonight. We really appreciate you stopping by. And I, I think I speak for, um, for the fans and, and your, your teammates. So we really look forward to you being a crow for many years to come. I'm, I'm loving it. It was fun to be on, and uh, I would love to be on again if you guys want to 
do this again. Oh, absolutely. Awesome. We'll give you a different. We'll give you a different looping automotive speed round next time. Exactly, and I'd love to be drinking some Summit, so if we could figure that out. <laughs> oh, we'll, we'll uh, yeah, work we'll, it out. We, can, we, we know the people who make that happen. All right, Charlie, thanks a lot, man. Thank you, guys. So, Nate, before we sign off, I'd like to make a quick plug. Uh, as you know, folks, um, uh, there are people who are still in a really bad spot as a result of the recent weather-related natural disasters that have been kind of hammering all over the globe. Um, our colleagues over at uh, the podcast uh, Sock Takes have put together a GoFundMe page with the goal of raising $20,000 um, for those associated with Puerto Rico FC in the, of the NASL. So basically, I, I won't b- belabor the, the details. We'll, um, we'll get to those. But um, all of the funds raised will go towards staff members um, and, and players who, who need financial assistance as a result of their terrible misfortune. So please consider going um, to the description of this podcast. I'll, we'll insert the link there. You can go to it and read it. And any little bit helps. Uh, I know that the, the team is actually owned by Carmelo Anthony. It does not mean that folks at like Carmelo Anthony being a millionaire basketball player is going to just be writing checks for people to, you know, to rebuild their houses. So, yeah, this is um, going to benefit, like, the it's the NASL, folks. So it's like, right. you know. So it's like if Minnesota United last year got hit by a hurricane. So, you know, Bill McGuire is not writing checks for um, <laughs> for Christian Ramirez to rebuild his house. So, um <laughs> obviously or jamie watson or jamie watson <laughs> yep uh or any or either of the Coleman's. um so uh this money will go to helping those folks that really are in a bad spot so yeah puerto um, rico is fucked everyone like there yeah. is no power there's no running water uh it's 90 degrees at night down there and yeah, the mosquitoes are nuts like it <laughs> puerto rico is is in awful shape so even pitbull is sending private plans down there to get people out of puerto rico yeah, Mark Cuban and um, and one of his players, uh, his name escapes me, who's Puerto Rican, is they went down there and they're they're trying to help too. So again, every little bit helps, and it's it's going to um, to help out uh, you know another uh, brethren of the game. So consider um, checking out our description and and clicking on the link and and doing what you can. Um, you know, no donation is too small. Indeed. Well, that is all for tonight's show. Thank you, as always, to our sponsor, Summit. John has been enjoying one uh, throughout the course of this podcast. <laughs> yes, I have. They have helped us fuel our fire on game day, and they can help you, too, for whatever fire you need to put on or out. Get on down to your bar or liquor store and partake immediately in the delicious Summits. Uh, it's Oktoberfest season, so you know they've got that delicious suds. Mm-hmm. Minneapolis City memberships for 2018 are available now. is going to get you a ticket to every home game next year. Any home game for a U.S. Open Cup that we might end up with, because you never know. Uh, The 2018 member scarf, which is yet to be designed, um, a member card, and of course a place at the table in Soccer Valhalla. Make it happen. This is the cheapest it's going to be. You should do it, uh, especially before we ramp up into the holidays. Head to mplscitysc.com and check it out. So we love to give back, uh, as we've just pointed out, and we need the help and support of the people. If you're looking to align yourself with a fine group like us that loves to give back, Minneapolis City is a 501c3 that does good on and off the pitch. Of course, every donation to Minneapolis City is fully tax deductible, so consider giving to the club that gives back. This week, I can understand if you don't, if you want to give to uh, to Puerto Rico, I accept. If you want to get a hold of us, uh, we have made it super easy. Just send us a note on Twitter. You can hit us up at the People's Pitch or email us if you feel like it, mcscpodcast at gmail.com. Uh, all of your questions, comments, and concerns are welcome, except uh, for you people who think we shouldn't talk about FIFA 18. And finally, as always, <laughs> you can hit the club up. If you want to talk to Minneapolis City, you hit them up at City. SC. That is all for this week. We're going to let our house band go get them, Tiger. Take it away with We Live in the Pines. Hey, thanks for being our people, people. I'm Nate. That's John. And we are out of here. Hooks in Michigan.